0: friends and Welcome to episode three hundred and seventy five of the Chair Shop Podcast. I'm your host, Joe townie Towner, uh joined today by my good friend Paul Griffin. Hello, Paul.
1: Paul polly Griffin. Polly Paul Griffin. Oh, Paul Griffy Griffin, isn't it? Paul Griffy Griffin,
0: yep. Uh, uh, uh not not joined by himself, uh, Mr Barry Murphy. No. Who's out and about. Get married somewhere. should we sit there? Oh shit, he said not to say that, I don't know. Oh. Anyway. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we're we're here. We're back. It's Monday evening. We're going to do a little uh, little podcast for you. Yeah, L- lots to talk about. Lots and lots to talk about. This is our, our
1: last normal podcast of the year. Actually,
0: it is. We yeah, we're going to knock this one out and then um, yeah, we'll be taking we, the rest. We've of
1: the... got the OTYs coming up.
0: Oh, God, I don't know how I'm going to do that, because I've not watched any wrestling since neither, WrestleMania. Neither have
1: I, because I'm... Well, I have, and I'm still like, I don't know that I've seen a good match this year. Um, I only, I've
0: become one of those fans that only watches Royal Rumble to WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, so I, just, well, well all I, of that. I definitely have a favourite segment of the year. Um, uh, cast your mind back to January 2017. Mick Foley's having a job evaluation with Stephanie McMahon. Undertaker yeah. only interrupts it for some reason and says he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. And I don't know if you remember this, Joe. Some listeners might. He goes, and everyone in that match will rest in peace. And then he made a weird noise. And it was great. Yeah, yeah. Segment of the year when that time Undertaker choked on a bit of bread during a promo or whatever that was. Uh, nothing else stands out, I don't think.
0: Um... Oh, I don't remember anything.
1: <sighs> we'll have the WrestleMania. Can you name, without looking, right? I <laughs> one match. Or well, <laughs> I was going to say, well, three is maybe too easy. Can you name five matches at WrestleMania, whatever number it was this year?
0: Oh, mate, mate, I couldn't do three. Go um, on, see how many
1: you can get. What, which, why, what number was this year? <laughs> was it 33 or 32? Uh, okay, 33, I have it up. 33, 33 okay. 33. Okay. 33. See, how many, um, see how many you can get. Right,
0: Roman Reigns versus Undertaker. Right,
1: that was your main event, very good. That was the main event. Yeah.
0: Um, um, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In what was probably the best match on the show, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I think I was could this, have got one more, to be fair. I it, uh, oh,
0: Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt in that match where they had all the projections on the mat.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That wasn't the one that I was thinking of. So
0: That's three. And then what else? There must have been another one. Well, obviously, there was another one. I mean, it was yeah, 3 matches
1: there, there were, including the pre-show, there were 13 matches.
0: Um... Oh, yes, an, o- <laughs> oh, an
1: OTT me. show. huh?
0: Um, I'm sure I could do one more come on come on Um,
1: who else wrestles Um, (laughs) who else wrestles that's a good question Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose uh, I, I would have never got the Dean Ambrose match for the record Seth Rollins, oh I vaguely remember, but not really. Oh God! Um, you forget. You forget maybe the biggest moment of WrestleMania, thirty-three. That there was a little. There's a clue for you. A little engagement happened at WrestleMania.
0: Oh, John Cena, uh, beat Nikki Bella. <laughs> no, <coughs> he jumped off the top of oh, to oh, the Helter oh. John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Very
1: good. Very good. Yes. Uh,
0: is, is, uh,
1: how much is that? Is that four? Who, does, who
0: did Lesnar wrestle?
1: Oh, you don't I remember? Don't
0: <laughs> um, it was was for, it bad?
1: It, it was for the title. Wait, for the universe? Was it bad? Um, oh, Goldberg. Goldberg it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took me 10 minutes to remember Goldberg. Was or something. Uh, Goldberg was oh, that was a good game. Believe that or not.
0: Yeah, I thought
1: about that. All right, so, see if any of these jog your memory, right? Dean Ambrose wrestled yeah. on, on the pre show against Baron Corbin. Mm. I, I have no memory no, of that, right? I don't think that happened. <laughs> um, Mojo Raleigh won the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Trophy, last eliminating Jinder oh, yeah. Mahal. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Neville remember. against Austin Aries, which Neville won. That was the opener. And, the, and actually, oh, yeah. it was the best match on the show. That was the um, good match. Kevin Owens against Chris Jericho. Chris Owens versus
0: Chris. Jericho. Kevin Owens. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Bailey, Charlotte, Nia, Nia, Jax, and Sasha Banks. How did Nia Jax wrangle her way into that one? Um, Jesus. The Hardy Boys returned and defeated. Oh yeah. The Bar Enzo, Big Cass, and uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Uh, Seth Rollins, Triple H. In a oh God! Match. No, I do not remember that at all. Uh, and then the last match you didn't get was another uh, multi-women's match because they just had to; they couldn't have a singles match. Uh, yeah. Na- Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, yeah. Carmella, Mickey James, and Natalia. in a match that had six people in it and went five minutes. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was WrestleMania. Uh, that's a WrestleMania it review. It um, was Shake. <laughs> Waste of time. Was a little bit shy. Um little note here. Um OTT wrestling. Remember them? They um they just put up on their YouTube the uh the quote-unquote dark match from the last show Barry and I went to. So yeah. we we kind of were wondering in our last little podcast why were they recording that and why were they putting not like recording commentary for it. Well, there you go. It's up on the yeah. YouTube now uh, as a little freebie. That's quite nice. That's nice. That's nice. Um, so anyway, how your week been, Joe? You been all right? Um, been
0: quite busy. I was out and about quite a lot, but I was also ill. Uh-huh. It's not good.
1: What's, so, right? What's um, up with
0: you? Oh, just a really bad cough. Uh, kind of blocked up bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, so that's not good. So I didn't really have a lot of time to recuperate during the week. Cause I was out every night. But, um, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, I was just on the sofa. All right. Just literally didn't move. to try and recover and, and, and heal up. Uh, it didn't work. I feel worse today, to be honest, if anything. Right. So maybe rest isn't the answer. Hmm.
1: Well. Maybe, but... I'll, maybe I'll run a marathon. I think you need to go to one of those websites that's, like, seven tips doctors don't want you to know. Because if doctors yeah. are telling you to rest up and rest up's not helping... You ain't going to the right websites.
0: I uh, know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe they don't know much about medicine.
1: No. Doctors. And, and while you're there, you can in, uh, grow your penis seven times bigger. Ooh. <laughs> and get a little man to play a slide whistle every time you... Uh... <laughs> and then when it goes back right down. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so
0: that's been me. I've been having a lot of cough syrup, which I don't think I've had since I was about six years old. Um, so I've I've nearly done a bottle of that in the last few days. <laughs> what are you,
1: a gangster rapper? I know. Uh, I think it's
0: making me a little bit high. What's that
1: called? Crunk drink or Crunk juice? Cr- or
0: something. Crank, crank. The yeah. The crunk, no, no, crank no. Cr- cr- crank
1: juice is something else. Crank juice is your happy man the, juice that the, happens the, at the end the, of a the, oh. the scissor up. up, scissor, scissor. All right. Purple drank yeah yeah are you drinking out of a goblet yes
0: okay very good goblet of fire um so that's that's been it really it's christmas and that
1: mm-hmm. are you all ready so that's, that's are you all ready for christmas me? now no one week from today no i gotta buy all my gifts oh uh, you haven't bought any gifts yet i only like two oh,
0: mate it's gonna be so busy yeah, I suppose so. But I'm just going to buy any old shit, so that'll be fun. <laughs> um, I did my secret centre. Yeah, uh, that that I, was, I was quite pleased with that. I've sent that off. I want to. Can't wait to see what they make of that. That should be fun. Uh-huh. All all will be revealed. Um, yes, yeah, so I it. Sick and getting in the Christmas spirit. But luckily,
1: only a few more days at work. Need to get a little little break. Yeah, how much how much uh, more days work have you? This week? Yeah, I've
0: got one more day off to take, which I'm going to take probably Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Um, but then,
1: yeah, just the rest of this week. Tomorrow's my last day. I have a half day to, half day tomorrow. You bastard. And then I'm off to the 8th of January. So a nice big, <laughs> <laughs> a nice big uh, three weeks after Christmas. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, I'm kind of running on fumes at the moment because I don't think I've had a day off in months. Oh god, yeah. and uh I've been doing training I've been given the same like new hire introduction training six weeks in a row so exactly the same e- training, e- six e- three weeks and I've done a 10 of the last 12 weeks so I'm like give me oh
0: god. A fucking break
1: let me relax give me right. a break brother I'm on the road eight <laughs> shows a week <laughs> put, me in bre- put me in a rest hold
0: <laughs> grab a choke hold, brother I'm, swe- uh, I'm right. sweating
1: like a pig dude oh god um yeah, I'm I'm not ill per se. Um Who's but... Per se Let's say Watson <laughs> I'm not sick, Undertaker. Um but I am a bit run down, so I am looking forward to a bit of a break. Um Yeah. I went to a concert on Saturday night, a gig. Oh nice. went to see CKY in uh the Voodoo Lounge in Dublin City. Louis CKY uh, my dad made that same remark cause I. Ah, I just did a dad joke. You did a dad cool. joke. Um, I I bought a T shirt which has CKY written on the front of it, and yeah. my dad said, he walked past me in the kitchen and went, "CKY, who's that? <laughs> that's not that disgraced comedian, is it?" Oh anyway, no, That's that's Lucy CKY is a band. Um, but it was it was a good good show. Um, the uh, the opening uh, support band were called. Raging Speedhorn, which is almost like a, a gag joke that you would you or Barry would make to say like the kind of bands that I like you, you mm. shit uh face and Raging Speedhorn. <laughs> um Raging Speedhorn not not particularly good. Um they 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 have two vocalists, right? One of them who goes and then the other one goes yeah that's good so the songs go <laughs> and it's just that forever um, all this all their songs sound exactly the same um d- didn't really care for speed horn i'm afraid uh then CKY are very good. But CKY are just a rock band. They're not a metal band. So I don't understand why they had yeah. this like, this doom metal band support them. That's but right. That's right. I, this is the, the best, or maybe worst, depending on how you look at it. The best compliment I could give to Raging Speedhorn was that at some points, they sounded a bit like Drowning Pool. Oh. So I'll leave that up to listeners to decide whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. Um, every single one of their songs ended with a little outro. It sounded exactly like the outro to Bodies. Um, right, and not in a good way. we uh, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, had good, good little concert. Played all the played all the did hits. It. They did the one. Okay. <laughs> did that one. Um, Sounds good. They didn't play my favorite song, which I was a little bit sad about. Oh no. Afterworld didn't play that to,
0: one. To be fair, your favourite song is um, <laughs> "Simply the Best" by Tina Turner.
1: So, <laughs> I didn't think they were going to play that one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <but laughs> it was a good show. um One thing I don't like about concerts a lot is is yeah you get you're quite. Sardined in a lot of the time. You can't move your legs. You can't move your feet for fear of standing on someone else's leg. Yeah, but this one was quite nice. It wasn't too packed. The little venue, so we 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 were quite comfortable and just we we're kind of halfway down. I would say the 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 audience sort of crowd or whatever we call that, but halfway from the the stage to the back. But we had like a nice little bit of area, and we were right beside the 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 mixer, so I could just kind of lean on the little barricade and. I think it was the most comfortable gig I've ever been to. Yeah. Um. So that was very good. Um. Also at that gig, I bought a t-shirt, as I mentioned. And I was looking, they had a few t-shirts. Some of them were like 20 uh, euros. Then they had a hoodie for 40 euro. Yeah. And they had a signed guitar um, scratch pad, or whatever it's called. A bit underneath where the guitarist is strumming. So it doesn't like, right. scratch the... Body work on the guitar. That that, that was signed by all the people of the band. They're selling that for one hundred euro. <laughs> but uh, Christmas coming up in that, and um, O T T tickets and whatnot. So I yeah. uh, I I went for the twenty five euro shirt. Right. So I take out uh-huh. I go, take out my wallet. I go, give me one of the tour t shirts. There, yeah, good lad. Large, please. Um. So I take a twenty and a ten out and give him the money, and he goes, oh, but I've no fives.
0: Oh. Because
1: he's, he's got his little bum bag on, and he opens it up, and it's only got 20s and 10s in it. Oh, no. Nice. So this lad spends 10 minutes fumbling around through his jacket and his wallet, trying to find <laughs> 5 euro to give me a change. The person behind me in the queue, he goes, you don't have a 5, do you? This person only has a 50. Um, oh, God. Eventually, he comes across somewhere in his wallet, coins. He gives me a load of coins. Yeah. It's like well, if you if you're selling shirts and one of them is twenty five euro, you're bring plenty pre- of fives. Be prepared you know I mean? to give a five in a change.
0: You know what I mean? Do you not have any coin, lots of coins or anything?
1: No, he just had tens and twenties. Yeah. And it was the, it was the tour shirt that was twenty five. It's like the one you're going to sell the most of probably. Oh my god. Anyway,
0: uh,
1: In other news, uh, my iPod is having an issue. Uh-oh. This is what I use to listen to all my podcasts and that, and I'll be music. Um, it's a problem that I've had before with loads of other iPods, uh, and my solution in the past was always, oh, that one's fucked, time to buy a new one, whereas uh, yeah. this time I'm going to see if I can get it repaired. Um, what's happening is uh, one of the earphones won't play any audio, out. I think the right side, right? It doesn't right. matter what earphones you put into it, it always will only play through the left channel. Um. Except if you push down on the cable, it will kind of play. Like if you push, if you yeah. push the cable further into the jack, it will. So I think it's a problem with the jack. So I've I've emailed to a place in Dublin, uh, asking if they'll take a look at it, and uh, and they said they will. So fingers crossed for some luck on that one. Uh, what I would say though is I had to look through a few places because I googled, you know, whatever iPod repair Dublin. Um, the amount of places that are, <laughs> you look on these review websites and they're like, these people are f- c- c- pirates and cowboys and don't ever go there. They charge a loads of money and don't fix your shit. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit apprehensive about how it's going to go, but um, I, yeah. I, I, I emailed the people who had the best reviews. So fingers crossed. Yeah, um, uh, hopefully. Uh, and unlike yourself, I've all my Xmas presents bought Christmas. Oh, well done all done uh, except for maybe one I have to get the grandmother maybe some candle or chocolates or something oh salt Um well she's not a drug addict Joe um oh but uh oh, just coming in now go um that's the last thing everything else is wrapped under the tree ready to give out oh man I need to do all of that yeah so we're ready oh
0: god yeah um that's good that's good to hear. So
1: that's basically um, life.
0: That's life. That's it. It's, it's illness and it's Christmas and it's uh, <laughs> gigs and iPods. Um, speaking of iPods, yeah, um, you might be able to download an episode of a TV show on your iPod. Ooh, it's teleguff. Paul, got <laughs> what, any good TV shows what you were talking about? What segue that
1: was. Um, I watched a couple of TV shows this week. I'm, I'm normally not one for watching the TV, but I did watch a couple this week. Um normally not one for watching the TV. Yeah, I mean whenever we do Teleguff, uh Except usually... when you watch
0: fifty episodes of Hawaii
1: Five I've not watched mean. Hawaii 50 in about three years. How could you watch all of them? No, nah, I feel like I got too far behind. I got up as far as season five. I think we are on season eight now. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Eight seasons.
1: Yeah. Of hmm. that shite. Uh, not shite, but uh not not entirely uh worth <laughs> going out of your way to watch, uh, eight. yeah, eight during season eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. season eight, episode uh, 12, January 5th. So they're just now on, on hiatus. Um, no, I feel like, yeah, whenever we do TeleGov, it's usually yourself or, or Barry, it's very rarely yeah. me. Yeah, uh, I have watched some TV though. I watched uh, Robot Chicken, which is back. What do you watch? <laughs> Love a bit of Robot Chicken. Um, uh,
0: explain, explain what that is because I don't quite know. Robot
1: Chicken is a stop motion, ten minute variety comedy show. Kind of, I would say, in the vein of your Saturday Night Live of the world. But um, what makes it different is that uh, all the stop motion. Well, not this week, unfortunately. Oh god! the 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 animation is all done with toys, so it's it's got this this nostalgia kind of pang to it as well. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. It's made by Seth Green of Just Green Austin Powers and WWE fame. Um and for the most part it's quite funny. It's usually very very good. Um there were two episodes out in the last week uh which were a Walking Dead special and a Christmas special. So two specials. Um the Christmas special was uh, uh, bless you, uh, was, was dreadful. And the mm. Walking Dead special, I got about four minutes into it before it turned off. So, not a great start to the season. Um, Robot Chicken, anyway, is a show that I feel like is better when it does, in, in Saturday Night Lifestyle, kind of have more of a series of very different sketches, whereas these specials were both kind of just like one long sketch which I, mm. and i i feel like if if one of those is is a bit is a dud then kind of the whole episode is a dud, a dud whereas with a typical robot chicken episode you have each sketch is like 45 seconds maybe and then maybe you get one that's like 2 or 3 minutes so even if one's a bit of a dud it's like okay it's 40 seconds then the next one is on um so robot chicken no good i also watched an episode of the grand tour which is that top gear oh, God. one um oh, God. Yeah, people people judge me about that. Natty was saying, How do you watch this? I will shite. Yeah, my I brother bet you did. not so. what I said. What did you say then?
0: I said, said old is, bollocks. What is the enjoyment to get out of it if you know nothing about cars?
1: <coughs> and I said, The enjoyment is the same I get when I watch MasterChef, but I'm not going to eat any of that food. I just like it. It's just enjoyable yeah. to me. It's fun. Yeah. Even though the hosts are are racists and probably read the Daily Mail. Um I don't know. I, I've always liked Top Gear. I know a um, friend, Michael, also watches it. So I don't know. I watched. I watched an episode. I am very far behind on. It. I think I watched what episode four of last season. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Good little show. Um, very long. That's the only thing I would say about it. I wouldn't mind if it was maybe closer to forty-five minutes than an hour. But um, yeah, that was good as well. And uh, that's the telly. Do you watch anything yourself? Any telly? Visual entertainment.
0: Nothing nothing uh, notable, really. Yeah. Just watching old old shows, Yeah,
1: nothing new. Watch the footy. I, you? I
0: know, I've stopped watching the Premier League for this year. i give up the footy? Probably going to come back to it in 2018-19, um, I think. <laughs> Once. Yeah, because hey. it's over, basically.
1: Well, we, we won our last two games in a row. No, it's not over. It's not over, yeah. won our last... I
0: mean, we not... You know, in any other season... This would be a very good points title, but just this year with City, it's just
1: pointless. Nah, when our last two in a row, we're basically gonna win the league. Don't worry about it. Um, Win the probably win the Carabao Cup as as well. I'm just just gonna watch the Champions League when that comes back. That's the real league. Well, that's the big league, brother. (laughs) Enjoy your four games left in the season, sir. Oh yeah, Um. (laughs) that's all I need. Speaking of football, did you see this tweet from Antoine Griezmann? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did it uh, jog your jog your memory to any? Oh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Did it make you think that's like my Paul, Um, that one year when he
0: dresses. Yeah, except you didn't tweet it out to 15 million people.
1: There's the difference? Twitter didn't exist at the time, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, real shame. Um uh, I'm gonna Google by the way. So I don't know why I've never done this. Keenan and Kel cosplay. Oh no, Paul. Okay, I've already found two lads, but they don't they don't have uh blackface, so they've gone the right way around it. Um
0: Keenan and Kel, or should I should have said Kel and Keenan. And I think they're just uh...
1: What about Keenan and Kale
0: costume? <laughs> I thought I found two lads blacked up, but it was actually Keenan and Kale. So <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work.
1: Maybe they're, maybe they're in blackface. You don't know. Oh, all along. That would be ironic, wouldn't it? So that's the thing. is, like, I can kind of sympathize a little bit with Griezmann because, I mean, little innocent Paul Griffin, favorite TV show of all time at that age was Keenan and Kale. So the only thing I yeah. would to dress up as for Halloween was Keenan the Cow. Probably adults should have said to me, Paul, you can be Keenan, but you have to be a white version of Keenan. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know. And my auntie very happily
0: dabbed oh, well, he can face. Be the the, the fellow what owns the shop. Been him. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Or any of the other forgettable white characters in that show that I can't remember. Chris
1: Potter. Um They did have a friend called Mark in like the second or third season. Mark something. He used like a dweeb with glasses on. Yeah. Are there any other white characters in Keenan and Kale? I don't remember any other characters in Keenan and Kale except Keenan and Kale and the shop bloke. Well Keenan's dad was the best character in the entire show. He looked a little bit like he looked a little bit like um he look like? Roger Rockmore was the character's name.
0: Oh, he looks <laughs> like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. In <laughs> some, some of these pictures, he's got a little bit of Teddy Long to him as well. Oh. Um, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, no TV yourself, no? No, I don't think nothing. Nothing notable. Um, you've been playing some games. Playing us some gamers, um, two games to talk about this week. Started Mario Odyssey finally, which was my Christmas game. Yeah, um, really enjoying that. Um, it's it's one uh, one thing that Mario does super well is it introduces this new mechanic where you you can kind of throw your hat like a frisbee almost, and you can use the hit boxes and hit coin boxes and question mark blocks and whatnot but also you can use on certain enemies or animals in the game to kind of become them we have like a possession power almost and it's just like brand new mechanic which never existed in any mario game but like within two minutes of playing it's so natural and so like of course this is how the game works that's one thing i love about it so far it's just how seamlessly it introduces this new idea and kind of does it yeah yeah um Loads to see and do in it. I'd probably estimate that I'm about five hours in, maybe six hours. So I'm still very, very early into it. Um, But it's just chock-a-block full of collectibles. Whereas like Mario 64, which is one of my favorite games of all time, uh, has 120 stars in the game. So they're, they're your collectibles. Whereas this game has hundreds of moons. I don't know why they changed from stars to moons, but arbitrarily they did. Um... So I've already got like, I don't know, 35 Moons or something. So I, it, it kind of makes you feel like rather than in Super Mario 64, you're playing a lot of the games to, mm. to finally get your one star that you're going for. This one is kind of rewarding you as you go through the level, kind of. And one thing that I right, like as well right. that Mario 64 used to do was every time you would get a star, it would kick you out of the level. So you have to go back in again. Whereas this one, you get your Moon, you then just continue playing. So it kind of streamlines that whole process. Um Yeah, it's a bit mad, a bit bonkers. Um, the platforming is is on one hand as good as those Mario games, Mario Galaxy and Mario Sunshine, Mario Sixty Four R. Mm. On the other hand, there's still the same kind of pitfalls that a lot of those games do have with like the camera sometimes can be a bit uh janky and sometimes sometimes it's not it's not perfect, but it's a damn fun game so far. And uh and I can play it in bed, because on the Switch. So it's bonus points there. Oh, that's how I um, Yeah, I'm still very, very early on into it, like I say. Um, mm. But it's one that I probably will play a good 50 or 60 hours or somewhere in that range. So I'll play, it, I'll play it for lots and lots and lots of time. Oh, yeah. Um, try it 100%. See how that goes. Um, yeah. And then the other game I played was Dark Souls. Dark Souls is uh have to describe Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a game that Natty and myself are playing um on PC. So I don't I don't have it on PlayStation. This is a game that she has on Steam. Um it's uh, an action it says here an action role playing game. I would liken it more to a a fantasy a fantasy horror action game. Um which came out in 2011 and it's uh essentially a game where you are a car- what's called a hollow where it's i guess like a akin to kind of a zombie would it be right a hollow is a hollow like a zombie uh, not really it's like you are hollow yeah but what's a hollow is my point it's basically you died, but in this universe, when you die, you're not entirely dead. So like a zombie. So it's kind of like a zombie, but then there are the <laughs> hollows that are you, and there are the hollows that you're killing. They're also hollows, so they're what you're going to become. So you're a zombie killer, cannibal zombie man. Why do you say you're a cannibal? You're not your well, friend. you don't eat them, I guess, but you're, you're killing other zombies. So you're just a murderer then. So you play a zombie, and you fight other zombies in this castle, um, basically. And it's a game that's kind of notorious for being very, very difficult. I I feel like that's kind of the um the the attraction to it is that it's um, right, it's very very hard. Yeah, um, at least that's what I knew about the game going in. I knew kind of visually how it looked. I knew it was it was kind of that that medieval fancy, but I didn't really know much apart from that, aside from it being very difficult. Um. And it is difficult, but it kind of... I guess because it came out in 2011, it doesn't look especially good. Um, Right. I guess games from 2011 did did look very good, but Dark Souls isn't a very graphically stunning game. Mm. Um, And I feel like the, the combat, although it's kind of deep in that you have lots of different buttons and so on, the characters um don't move especially well. Maybe that was because when we were setting up the character, Natty said to me, "Make sure you pick good choices so that the character moves well." Instead, I picked the character with the biggest legs. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of messed all that up and but but oh it, the, the, the 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 movements of the characters aren't especially like smooth. It's it's a very mechanical feeling game. Um all right. I, what I did like is there was the one boss we we fought. There was this big, fat, goblin king boss we fought earlier. on. The Asylum on. Demon. The what? The Asylum Demon. Demon. Asylum. You were in the oh, Asylum Demon. The Asylum Oh, Asylum. Okay, so we were fighting um, Jeff Jarrett, um, the Asylum Demon. <coughs> and uh, the, I thought the design of that character was pretty good. It was, it was kind of Resident Evil-y you know, in, a way, in a kind of fancy way. Um, the only boss you've seen so far well yeah but that's not like exactly so i can't talk about bosses i've not seen Mm. um i don't know i kind of feel like the more we get into it maybe the more interesting it becomes because i i find like so far it's quite simple it's just walk through these corridors and fight the same enemy repeatedly (laughs) you know um so we'll see um let me look up quickly by the way because this is a question that i was asking uh how long does dark souls take to beat let's have a look at this dark souls on HowLongToBeat.com. Dark Souls, main story, 49 hours. Ooh. Yikes. Okay. It's wow, um, quite long. Well, that's going to take us then 100 hours, because we're both very bad at it. Yes. I've you?
0: already played more than 100 hours, and I only made it to the painted World of Ariamis, which is not the end.
1: Okay, well, as Barry says, we have to tip away at it. What does that tip mean? away at on that one? Tip away at it means, like, imagine... Uh, it- this one, whenever Barry says tip away, I imagine like um, Michelangelo with a big concrete block in front of him with li- mm. a little tiny chisel and a hammer. Tip, 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 oh, tip, 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 so, away. So tip away at it. We, we, we will beat it in, in the end. Um, but yeah, they're the two games that I've been playing. Both of them, I would say, thumbs up to Mario, definitely Dark Souls. Maybe to be confirmed, but it's definitely, it's definitely fun playing a game with, uh, with Nanny, because usually then it's, it's I'm playing my game, she's playing hers. This one, with Dark Souls, what's happening is we, we, we play till we die, then you pass the controller over. So, like, I'll progress a bit, then I'll die, then she'll pick up from just a little bit before where I died. and she'll progress a little bit. So we kind of are jumping ahead of each other in, the, in that kind of way and trying to beat the game. So, they are the games of the week. Joe... Yeah. Have you watched the movie? Um yeah, I did see movie. So um Tell us all about it in excruciating detail. Hitting every story beat along the way. Yeah. What movie did you see? So I saw The Last Jedi. No, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen The Last Jedi. No, no, no. Beep it all out.
0: Beep. And then later, um, Standing by and um, so yeah, I watched the Last Jedi uh, yesterday. Went to a very early showing because uh-huh. I don't, I don't like uh, the general public.
1: No, you so and watched... you and me are a little bit misanthropic in that way. No, nah, yeah, definitely. People, people uh, are annoying.
0: Yeah, it, it was. It... I mean, there was about <laughs> there was about ten people in there, which was a few too many. But anyway, um, so I watched the movie and I was uh, surprised by it. Yeah, um, I would say I enjoyed the movie. Um, it's it's quite different from Force Awakens, is what I'd say.
1: Yeah.
0: In terms of the the approach it takes and the tone and everything, um, there are some fantastic moments in there, uh, and some of it which didn't work uh, that well for me.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. I don't want to go too much into the plot. Obviously, you know the plot. It just picks up from where the Force Awakens ends. And yeah. It's you know first order and the rebellion and all that, and Ray goes to the island to find Luke. That's basically it. So it kind of follows on from there. Um, there's not really much else I can say without getting into
1: spoiler territory. Um, well, Barry's I'm, seen it as well. I'm the last yeah. one, unfortunately. I'm the last Jedi. Oh, to, to, uh, seen the movie. Um, I'm going to see it potentially tomorrow. Yeah, um, I haven't made up my mind yet though because Natty's not going to be able to go so it's kind of Ooh. like do I go see it without her and then yeah. go see it again with her but yeah. then or do I or do I not go and then I have to wait a week to see it so I'm in this kind of moral quandary of, tomorrow, guys. she's telling me to go see it so it, really it's only in my own head well just, if she's saying that because yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like you know if, let's say we'd book tickets to see it, and then I couldn't go for whatever reason. I'd say to her, yeah, go see. You know, Just don't tell me any spoilers about it, don't it, about you. It,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But when you're the one in that position, it's kind of a little bit... You feel a little bit guilty about it, don't you? Um, so I, I maybe we'll see it tomorrow. Um, so maybe what we can do is... I remember for Force Awakens, we did like an hour-long discussion about a, just the Force yeah. Awakens. So when yeah. ba- when Barry's back... Um, Next year, we can do a big chat about it. Or January, even, even we if we just, even if you just wait, before January, we want to do a little chat about it. We can do that.
0: Oh, we probably won't have time to be honest.
1: <laughs> um, We'll see what we can uh, do. You, you will eventually hear our thoughts on the Last Jedi. Okay, uh, will give, give everyone time to see it. Hopefully, most people have seen it, can see we it. We'll do
0: our review, and then they can listen and send their thoughts in.
1: So, as they say on Half in the Bag, Joe, would you recommend The Last Jedi? Movie
0: Sack. Number one. Where was Tan Solo? (laughs) Number two. Where was Jar Jar? I would recommend it if you like films.
1: I do like films. So that's a perfect recommendation. Speaking of films... Yeah.
0: Um, And Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you seen a film called The Force Awakens?
1: I have seen it. I saw it yesterday. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Um, I watched it on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how many times have you seen The Force Awakens now? This was your... I don't know. Probably eighth or ninth. Really? Yeah. I think this was my third time seeing it. Possibly fourth. I'm not... So how do you feel yeah, just... how do you feel watching it for the eighth time?
0: Um I still enjoy it. Um it is quite insubstantial, I think. So going it's not a lot, you know, watching it quite a few times, there's not a lot of meat in it to keep going back to.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I still sort of enjoyed the um high points, but yeah. It's fun. It's good. It's kinda of, you yeah, know, it's like the original Star Wars. Um it hasn't got the kind of the the depth or the maybe the kind of darkness of Empire Strikes Back, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. I like it.
1: I feel like every time I watch it, I enjoy it more, and oh, I, really? I I loved it the first time. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the characters are are perfectly nailed on in terms of being memorable and likable and. Like it does such a good job with that, especially cool. compared to the disappointment of Rogue One, where I feel like mm-hmm. the characters were so dull in Rogue One. Shite, shite. Um, yeah, that's the thing.
0: The three, the three characters: Ray, uh, Poe, and Finn. Mm. In fact, i thought for BBA as well. Yeah. No, in fact, and Kylo, and Kylo Ren, and probably um, I can't remember his character's name, but Donald Gleason. Yeah, General. Hux. I General Hux. I like. All those characters are probably among my favourites of the whole
1: saga. Yeah, they did such a good job introducing like, them and making them feel relevant and memorable in a way that, again, Rogue One didn't do well.
0: Yeah. I mean, even more than like, you know, Luke. Luke's a really shit character, to be honest. You think back to the original trilogy, he's
1: boring. <laughs> he
0: is a little bit.
1: Who likes Luke? <laughs> Rubbish. Do you remember, what is the name of Ben Mendelssohn's villain in Rogue One? <laughs> Before either of us look it up. Um, who was
0: Is this, Is that the fellow um, He goes the, through the field At the beginning
1: Yeah he's the one who's not General he's Tarkin But he basically is the same character He wears all white he wears So what was his character. character called Yeah Math um, Flingflong What you don't remember Orson Krennic Oh Yeah he was basically the villain of the whole movie.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I was looking at some toys today because I got to buy some gifts. Yeah. And I saw <laughs> they had hey, well, I May a Jin Erso action
1: figure. I thought,
0: what kid doesn't want a lovely Jin Erso action figure for Christmas? It's under every fucking tree.
1: So you Brilliant. don't remember Orson Cranic, do you remember Galen Erso
0: Well, Jin Urso's dad. What about
1: Bodhi Rook? <laughs> You just made that one up. <laughs> I was going to make one up. Bodhi Rook is actually correct. Is the real thing. Who's <laughs> Bodhi Rook? That was played by Riz Ahmed. Ah, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember Saul Ger- Guerrero.
1: Saul Guerrero, yeah. S-A-D-D. Saul yeah. Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. Because it sounds a bit yeah. like Saul Guerrero, who is Eddie Graham's dart. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> that's why I keep mixing it up.
0: Um... <laughs> uh yeah, and then there was um
1: Then there was the Va- robot. Vasp Vaspar apparently was a character in it. What was
0: the robot called?
1: The robot was uh,
0: K2SO.
1: K S O, yeah. K two SO. He was he was maybe the only good character in it. Um Force Awakens though, brilliant characters. Um I like visually that it's so I feel like it's so close to the original trilogy, even down to the little min- minutest detail. With like, I remember at the very start of the film where Ray is going through like the empty Star Destroyer, she has these little goggles on, and it looks yeah. like something just out of like, Empire Strikes Back. Like It's visually so close to those movies in a way that the prequels weren't. Yeah. The prequels tried too hard to be their oh, own yeah. like, visual yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. This one, they did a really great job of, of making it feel familiar while at the same time different. Um, and yeah, I mean, story wise, I guess yeah, it is close to New Hope. You know, I mean, it's very close. But again, with the little with the little details of like the, how it's done visually, and I think there's enough different stuff in there. You have, you know, um, the. God, everything I'm thinking of is just a ripoff of <laughs> a new hope, but I feel like tomorrow, while while was watch- while I was watching it yesterday, I was thinking, yeah or the day before. there is stuff in here that is is different enough from a new hope It's, it's not exactly yeah. the same you know it, it, it like, does sound thing well enough and uh, like the magic bread the what? the magic bread the magic bread, yeah absolutely
0: For one uh,
1: half portion
0: one quarter portion. <laughs>
1: Played by Simon Pegg, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, uh... da- Daniel Craig is in it as a stormtrooper. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that movie. It might be one of my favorite movies. I, I still would don't think it's, it's by any means the best Star Wars movie. I probably have a number three for yeah. me. Um. Behind, yeah. obviously, the original and Empire. Empire. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think it's better in Return of Jedi. I think it's better than any of the prequels, and I definitely think it's better than Rogue One. Um, oh absolutely and uh, yeah I, th- I think it's paced perfectly as well um, yes that is very true it's it just like there doesn't feel to me like there's any scene that just overstays it's welcome everything is perfectly like dun 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 you know yeah yeah Um, yeah so I mean Force Awakens for me I've seen it again three or four times I think I've just given it a ten every time I, there's, there's not been one of the times where I felt like I've noticed something that I didn't like about it. I I I I almost find them flawless to be fair. The only flaw maybe yeah. again would be how similar some of the story is to, yeah. to the previous movies, but even then it's like, you know, it's it's Star Wars for a new generation and I, I can't call it anything other than a success really. You know, in everything it sets out to do. Um yeah, huge. I watched also the the making of documentary, the one hour documentary. Um which was very Fun, but a little bit surface level they don't show for example a door falling on harrison ford or anything of anything like that oh, oh. um that's what i want to see a door falling on an old, an old man um but that, that was fun enough as well so that was just kind of set the scene set the mood for me to go see the new one so i am excited yeah. i'm also going to see the disaster artist tomorrow
0: Ooh, I, I did
1: watch the room uh with the red letter media commentary after, yeah. after having watched it for the first time. So I kind of feel like the second time I watched it, I got it a little bit more. Like I, I understood just watching it the second time, why so many people enjoy it. I still don't. I still think yeah. it's just kind of boring and bad. But uh, watching it a second time, it definitely, the little bits and pieces where I was going, yeah, you know, I, I can kind of see how people kind of revere it as this this horrible movie, um, mm. but in likable mm. way. It does. I mean, it has a certain kind of charm to it. It is, for the most part, just repetitive and boring. But I kind of understand it a little bit more now. Um, and I watched another movie, uh, which, as a spoiler, I'm going to let you guys know this. This is actually the name of the next Star Wars standalone movie. It's Kirikou and the Sorceress. <laughs> um. So Kirikou and the Sorceress is a, a 1998. I thought it was 1988, but actually it's 1998. Um, animated French film. Um, and here's here's what Wikipedia has as the little synopsis in the first paragraph. Right, mm. Kiraku and the Sorceress is a 1998 traditional animation feature film written and directed by Michel Ocelot, which I'm sure he doesn't pronounce it that way. Uh, drawn from elements of West African folk tales, it depicts how a newborn boy, a newborn boy Kirikou, saves his village from the evil witch Karaba. The story mm. ends. The story ends. Spoiler here. Uh, with a baby becoming a man and getting married to a fully grown naked lady, despite him still a baby in age. Something very weird. Um. Since nobody's going to ever watch this movie, let's be honest, I'm going to read out the plot to you. I just We'll go through and we'll see kind of how, how good or how bad it is. Sure. So here's the plot for you. In a little village somewhere in West Africa, a boy named Kiraku is born in a spectacular way. Um, Ooh. But he's not a normal boy since he can speak and walk immediately after being born. He is also very de- determined. His mother tells him. Before being born. He does. He speaks from the womb, to be fair. And then he births himself. The mother is like, you can talk, you can (laughs) birth yourself. Lazy mother too, a little bit. Um, His mother tells him that an evil sorceress has dried up their spring and devoured all the males of the village except for one. Hence, the tiny Kiraku decides to accompany the last warrior, his uncle, to visit the sorceress. Kiraku tricks the sorceress and saves his uncle by waiting inside his uncle's hat and pretending that it was magic. He saved the children from being kidnapped by the sorceress's boat, which sped off towards Caraba, which is the sorceress's name, by the way, um, and saved them later again from the sorceress's tree, which closed its, its branches around the children and once again sped off towards Caraba. Next, he bursts the monster who is drinking all the village's water. He then travels to ask his wise old grandfather about the sorceress and faces many obstacles in the process. The grandfather finds that Kiriku is always asking questions, which is a good thing. The grandfather tells him that she is evil because she suffers. Uh, because she suffers, bad men put a poisoned thorn in her back. On the mm. way to Karaba, Kiriku makes friends. Doesn't it doesn't say that they're squirrels, which they are. Uh, makes friends who each in turn give him presents after he saves them from the skunk. Kiriku manages to trick the sorceress and removes the thorn. He also manages to take the gold. No mention of gold until this point. He takes the gold and returns it to the rightful owners. The sorceress is cured. She kisses Kiriku, who, by the way, is a, a one-day-old year or one day old baby. Uh, she kisses Kiriku, and he becomes an adult. Love reigns. When they arrive back in the village, no one believes that it, the sorceress is cured, and only do they believe Kiriku when a procession of drummers arrive. It turns out Karaba did not eat the men. Just turn them into watchmen and other obedient objects the end sounds sounds good <laughs> it was actually all right it, it, it's um it's first of all it's very short um, uh. which kind of means that a lot of it just happens very quickly it maybe could be stretched out a little bit um it's it's kind of like the it feels like a movie that could be very easily adapted into a maybe like a like movie or. One of those kind of arty, um, like, animation studios that are out there nowadays. Not necessarily, like, DreamWorks or Disney, but one of those ones on the peripher- periphery, like, I don't know who made. Same, same company made, like, Coraline and Kubo on two strings. Like, one of those movies, this could very easily become, like, one of them. Um, one thing I want to say about Kiraku as well is, uh, for a kid's movie... Lots of uh, boobies and the uh, penises in it. Whee! Uh including those of children. So I did feel a little bit I felt a little bit Kevin Spacey watching. About, it. yeah. um But no, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was good. This the reason we watched Kirikou, like you might think that's a weird out of left field choice. There's actually a movie that Natty knew from her childhood. She hadn't watched it since she was about eight, eight years old. Yeah. Um but she remembered it and she said, we "Watch Kiriku? We 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 um legally obtained it wink wink um and uh, gave it yeah i thought i thought it was, I thought it was, it was all right it was uh, it was better than i thought it would be to be fair and um as a french speaker as well i could kind of understand and it. it was nice to kind of watch a movie and practice my french oh. so i give that one what did i give character i think i gave it like a 7 Seven out of ten, maybe. Oh, not bad. Not bad. No, it was good. It was good. Took um, take, take a, a point away for uh, all the all the peepees, but then gave a point back because all the boopies. So even the self out. And there's one oh, there's one lady in it who's drawn with like really droopy boobies, and that was a bit sad. They're all weird, like like a big W. Oh no, like Demo holes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a shame. <laughs> maybe it was a cameo i don't know um uh, so that's all i've watched in the last week okay do you um want to do some emails go on you go first okay
0: um i have an email from enrique <gasps> uh subject dishing uh hello yet again back with another food related question Do any of you have a specific food slash location pairing you wish to experience in life? I've actually been craving a breakfast roll and red lemonade after talking about unique dishes that can be seemingly made at home from not extraordinarily hard-to-find ingredients, but there is nothing quite like the authentic thing in most cases, like when I tried making poutine at home. Wonder what you guys might have in mind to munch on yourselves and can't wait to hear your responses. Peace. Um, I may have said this before on the podcast, but I, I've always wanted to do Kentucky Fried Chicken on a pizza. Just get a lovely margarita pizza, right. throw some throw some, lovely bits of uh, KFC chicken on there, and just munch down on a Kentucky Fried Pizza. All right. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's ever done that, but uh, I would certainly be interested in trying it. Ooh, KFC pizza. Mm-mm-mm. In fact, why don't KFC do it? They're always doing mad stuff.
1: Yeah, double down and whatnot.
0: Yeah, double doubling down and all that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, they did do the the chitzer or cheese cheeser which is pizza on a, with, a, with a fried chicken base. That's right. not quite what I'm thinking of.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a picture of it now. That is horrendous. Yeah, it looks awful. Yeah, I want some of that. Natalie <laughs> immediately goes, I want that. <laughs> it's KFC's cheese cheatser Pizza. it's a chicken base pizza, pizza. I want that <laughs> sounds amazing it's, it it sort of looks
0: like you've left the chicken in a fridge and it's gone mouldy a little bit I mean I'd eat it but
1: yeah.
0: how about you Paul any weird food combos I mean apart I... from uh, obviously Burger King chips with a, no, was it McDonald's chips with Burger King burgers? Burger.
1: yeah um, I mean we already have the um the crisp sandwich, which is the one of the best things in the world. Of course. Banging the uh I, I quite like um I quite like a mighty munch sandwich. So for you it would be the equivalent of a monster munch sandwich. Yeah. I yeah. quite I quite like quite enjoy that. Um I don't know, what other weird kind of combinations do I make? Um Hmm. I don't know, I never really kind of put much thought to any kind of wacky combination like that um I have a little story which is kind of an aside was not really an answer to the question but I kind of okay. the question kind of made me think of it was I used to um I used to drink coke with a spoon like i would, mm. I would sit with a cup or a glass of of coke and a spoon and i w- right. I would eat it like soup (laughs) basically why? I don't know Uh, I guess the soup, the spoon gave it kind of a metallic-y taste to it, I don't know (laughs) I was a very strange kid, I I dressed up in blackface and drank coke with a spoon um hmm I don't know, I feel like the stuff that I like, I, I like a steak obviously I like chicken Sausages, burgers, um, but I wouldn't really mix them up or or kind of right yeah maybe yeah. maybe uh, maybe, uh hmm. you know one thing that I quite like to do do you ever have chews yourself you know? do you ever, yeah do you ever yeah. chew it <laughs> sure I I I really like the fruit salad chews and what I'll do sometimes is I'll buy a dairy milk bar as well. Yeah. And I'll put one chew it, and one square Daryl chocolate in my mouth at the same time. And they go together so well. <laughs> they are perfectly complimentary. <laughs> All right.
0: Actually, no, do you know what I
1: did um, like 15 minutes before we started recording today? I was, oh. I was saying to you off air, I was eating some maoam today. Mawam, for people who haven't had Mawam, is just... Mawam! is just a... A sticky, sweet, basically. How would you even describe like, I It was the Marwan chewy, s- strips. Chewy yeah, it's sweet. A chewy, f- rectangular big of candy, basically. Yeah. And they all look exactly the same. They're they're not exactly all natural. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, it's like the most plasticky sweet you could
0: get. Not natural,
1: really? I no. thought they were organic. No, they food. are the Jinder Mahal of the sweet world. Big saggy tits. So, I took one cola-flavoured maowam and I took one cherry-flavoured Maoam, cherry coke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Makes is, sense. It was alright. I quite like to do that with, like, I get lemon and lime sweets, lemon and lime um fruit pastilles. I'll do quite often eat them at the same time and go, I'm basically drinking a 7-Up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, <laughs> I might be a weirdo but I do this all the time Yeah, Fruit gums as well, get the greens and yellows out of them at once, suck on
0: And of, and of course um, you also licked the um, game cartridge last week
1: Yeah, but I didn't have that with like a, a Chardonnay or anything, that was on its own
0: did you, did you lick the Switch cartridge and then lick a lovely uh, PS2 uh, disc just No, to see I, I have the Switch beside What's
1: me here, I could lick the cartridge <laughs> and then lick something else Do that all right. Um, well, I will tell you what I'll do. Let me get it out here. What else do we have in the room that ha- here that has a flavor to it? I'm taking out the. Where's the thing? From? One, of, one of the rats? They're they're in the other room. They're not in the room with me here. I'm in the bedroom right now. Um, what do we have? I could lick a. I could lick a. What are these called again? A baby wipe. Oh God! Or, God I, or I could have a coin in my mouth when I licked it. This package. is like this is to eat jackass. <laughs> See, I don't have any food in here. All the marwams are in the next room. Marwam, that's one of the creatures from Lost Last Jedi. Go grab one. I'll, I'll go grab a marwam. I'll be back in a second. Then I'll lick it. Marwam, marwam. Okay, let me go get a marwam. I get get a. I'll
0: get a cola. Can I have one? What one do you want?
1: Strawberry.
0: Okay. Get a marwam. I'm just gonna read my next email while Paul's doing that. Um, my second email is from Scott. He says, um hi, Joe, first off, congratulations on your wedding. If I'd known about it I would have sent a gift. Well thank you very much, Scott. That's very kind of you. Um
1: okay, we, oh, we have Okay, here's huh? strawberry one for you. You have to lick the cartridge though as well. <coughs> no, you have to lick if you have to if you haven't it you have to lick the cartridge. No. Okay. I have already licked the Yeah, we have to do it. Make her do it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna make her do it.
0: No she's Lick the cartridge. This is abuse Call the police!
1: <laughs> put it in your mouth. <laughs> I rubbing it on her lips. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah! Yeah! Okay.
0: Oh, that was disgusting.
1: You didn't even really lick it or anything. You only pretended. No, my, both
0: of my lips...
1: You put it like this. Mm, I guess you can kind of taste it. Okay. Oh. Uh. She didn't like it. All okay. Right. I have my cola one here. So what am I doing? Am I licking the cartridge first, or? Yeah. Go on. I can put the whole cartridge in my mouth, I suppose. Will that damage it? Suck on it. Suck on it. <laughs> this is turning into like a porno now. Suck on it. You saying? Ah! I that. I way bigger suck than I should have. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay. The good news oh. is, the good news is that the maoam is kind of take. Mm, I can still taste the cartridge, <laughs> but the maoam is kind of overpowering the cartridge taste. That's good. Mm Sorry to any listener that has who listen to me chew now down the podcast. Okay. Oh God! Uh, uh, did that answer the question?
0: <coughs> I think so, I'm okay If you want to email in and let us know if that answered your question, I assume it did. Um, I was, I was just on my second email when you when you was going away. So okay. I'll carry on. No, uh, I, I, can, still, I says, can still
1: take the cartridge. I can still taste the cartridge.
0: Scott says last week's split podcast kind of answered this question, but I have to ask, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. But do you turn your mic off and go make a sandwich when Paul and Barry start talking about OTT? There was a solid 45 minutes on the last show where they talked OTT and you never said a word. I don't blame you. There isn't much you could say about the shows because you had not seen them. Just curious what you used to do during that time. Um, well, I do what I normally do, which is just sit there flicking around on my laptop on Twitter and watching a bit of telly and just generally doing fuck all, baby.
1: Which is what I like to do. I can still taste that um, cartridge. I need another
0: All right, Paul, we've moved, we've moved on from that segment.
1: Uh, yeah, but I, my mouth um, hasn't. I don't care. I'm going to have an apple.
0: Um, he goes on to ask, what's the most recent series you've checked out on Netflix? I finished Punisher, brackets, excellent, and I've just started Dark, which might have the best music for the setting I've heard in years. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to you and your family. Well, thank you very much, Scott. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you too. Um, the only thing I've watched recently on Netflix was the show that I mentioned, uh, The Sinner, which was okay. Um, decent enough show if you've got nothing else to watch. Uh, I haven't heard of Dark. Might have a look at that, see what that's about. Uh, and I will probably watch The Punisher eventually as I've heard a lot of, a lot of good things. Um, yes, yeah, thank you, Scott. That's that's my two emails for the week.
1: All right, I have a couple of emails as well. Uh, first email is probably... The most interesting email I think we, I might have ever got on the podcast. Um, yeah. So we will have a little lucky at that. Uh, first email is from Enrique. Uh, subject, struggling. Every day I'm struggling. He says, uh, hey there. Don't want to seem too intrusive or scummy. Enrique, you can, never could be. Uh, he says, but I don't know how you guys... <laughs> Have you ever the show? Come on. <laughs> don't seem too intrusive or scummy, but I don't know how you guys grew up economically speaking. But when I was a kid, my family didn't really have too much money for luxuries like cable. So in speaking to my niece about how incredible streaming services, uh, coupled with the internet as a resource, has changed and made it so ridiculously easy to find and enjoy media... I wanted to know if you guys had any stories about having to deal with obstacles to enjoy something you were really into as a kid. I had a local channel in the Los Angeles area that was just starting up around late 2000 that somehow managed to get WWF, Jacked, XPW and ECW shows all on a Saturday night, late night uh, block. So I had to try not to only stay up way late as well as hide it from my folks. On top of having to deal with a weak signal, no matter how, I fiddled with the rabbit ear antenna on the back of the 16-inch screen. Were you guys luckier than me in this aspect? Just curious. Peace. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can speak, obviously, for myself. Um, Yeah, I I don't think my family was particularly rich either. Um, I remember we used to have something here called CableLink. Um yeah. cablelink is not quite cable not quite I think we had like 14 channels with cablelink. Right. Um and one of those was Sky 1. Sky nice. 1 was how I used to watch wrestling on a Saturday morning. So when I started watching we had um Livewire was on Saturday morning and Livewire was the one hour roundup of raw from the, the week. Then on a Sunday, you had Shotgun, which obviously was not called Shotgun Saturday Night because it was shown on a Sunday morning, WWF Shotgun and WWF Superstars on a Sunday. And I used to watch them all. Um, I do have one little story that I remember very vividly. Was um, There was one Raw in early 99 where it must have been only within maybe two months of Paul White's debut but then the main event was Steve Austin against Paul White at the time now the Big Show and cool. um, it had coming up you know on, on shotgun or whatever coming up still to come Big Show goes one on one with Steve Austin stay tuned for this when you don't want to miss what happened on Raw and, uh, but my parents are saying alright time to go to Bass and I, I was like I can't, I can't see Steve Austin against uh, Paul White and we got dragged off to mass and I made a, such a big huff about not seeing what was in retrospective probably a crap match that yeah. led to nothing and meant nothing. But um, I remember very vividly that week being the week I didn't get to see um, see uh, see what happened in that match. I also remember in, in 2002, um, there was a SmackDown that was... Um, Paul Heyman. I feel like Paul Heyman was going to be against Brock Lesnar in a cage match or something. Or maybe it was Vince no, it was Vince McMahon against Brock Lesnar in a cage match. Where Kurt Angle is a special referee. And we only again had the one TV in the house. Now it's like TV in every room, but we had the one TV in the house. And my um, I, I would say to my parents, you know, oh, I'm gonna watch this tonight I'm gonna watch this. and they said, Yeah, yeah. And then friends of my parents came over and they're in the one room the room with the one TV and i uh i was kind of saying to them you know well my my thing's starting at this time so if you want to you know if you want to go to another room or something that'd be great or if you want to let me watch it and uh 10 o'clock or whatever came and still they're in there drinking and and um and then i i remember i went in and i don't remember what what i said or what they said but Essentially, it ended with me slamming the door and going, I hate you. (laughs) I was like 13. Give me a break. But um, that's because I I couldn't see Vince McMahon against Brock Lesnar in a cage match, which I really wanted to see. Um, I also remember staying up late to watch um, Fully Loaded 99, which was Undertaker-Steve Austin's first blood match. Uh, and I say stay up to watch it. What I was actually watching was a fuzzy screen with just the audio playing. Yeah. And I watched that for three hours, listening to the show. Because with Cable Inc., you you, you didn't get Sky Sports. You, you got the channel, but it was scrambled. Yeah. So that's what we had. We had the sports channel that you couldn't actually watch, but you could listen to. So I remember listening to, like, football games and stuff, but just listening to them. I couldn't watch them. And I had a friend who lived across the road who had... um. Who had satellite TV which we never had and that was my first time ever seeing WCW was in his house and I remember very vividly what the demon was on it so this would have this been like late 98 99 something like that and I also remember watching my first ever raw in his house um, mm-hmm. which was the one where Sable had the hands painted on her boobies um, so that was great <laughs> where's your slide whistle do <laughs> you know the first um full raw i ever watched in my own house was in 2003 in december 2003 and it was the one where randy orton spat in mick Foney's face where mick Foney walked out on the Ooh. Match. Ooh. it was the first ever raw i got to watch in full because uh. that was that that was when we got sky sports for the first time It was in 2003 so my entire childhood from Maybe whatever, whenever I started watching, maybe late '96, early '97, was all just Sky One, early morning, one hour. That was all. That, that was all I watched. Yeah. And I didn't um, have um, brand runners. I had those little slip slipper looking things. That's what I wore to pee and Puma King tracksuit bottoms. Oh. Uh, we were. Um, you know, Ireland wasn't very rich until the late '90s. Didn't yeah. have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself, um, Joe? I did,
0: well, I didn't... Well, I was originally a fan, kind of early 90s, through to sort of 94. Uh, we didn't have cable or satellite. And, mm. of course, there was no wrestling. The only wrestling, actually, on TV was uh, Saturday afternoons. ITV used to show uh, WCW worldwide.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that was my main kind of source of wrestling, really, and getting the old VHS tape for birthdays or Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so yeah, it's so weird because absolutely, obviously, that was my first sort of era of wrestling fandom when I was really, you know, a young kid, really excited about it. My only, my exposure was really looking at the back of VHS tapes in the shop and reading the match listings and looking at the artwork and trying to figure out like, oh, I wonder what happened to that event. Yeah. And just using my imagination to try and figure out like, obviously, you couldn't even look up the results or anything. Um
1: so, did, did you ever buy any any real stinkers based on what you thought was a good show, based on the outline on the back of it?
0: I mean, looking at the time, no, I loved every show I bought because I had like yeah. such little access to wrestling. It was like, even the worst shows were fucking amazing. So looking back, I don't know if there were any that were really that bad. I think best show I got was... Wrestle War '92, WCW, with your favourite match, had obviously '92 War Games on it, yeah, and um, some other really good matches on there. So sometimes you get really lucky, and you'd get a show that you didn't even realise was like a classic. You'd you know watch that over and over again.
1: Yeah, I seem to remember I got Rock Bottom '98. Oh God, yeah, on video, and that was quite bad. I
0: think that happened later on, yeah, because once the Attitude Era rolled around, we did have Sky. So I was able to watch everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm still buying VHS tapes. So they would be shades. I have a lot of feuds pay per views from 1998. I can't even really remember. Probably a breakdown or yeah. Unforgiven. Was that? Oh God! I think I bought the, the one with the Inferno match.
1: That was Unforgiven.
0: Uh, yeah, y- Yeah, the original kind of Undertaker Kane Inferno match.
1: <laughs> well, that's kind of that's kind of the quintessential thing you'd see on. Like the back or of of a VHS, and then you go, "Oh my god, I have to see this!" And you watch it; it's just utter shite.
0: Asshole bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's um, that's it. That's our our economic history for you, there, Enrique. Did, did, did you? Did you ever
1: buy any any DVDs?
0: Or... I, I only very few. Yeah. Um, so I was still kind of buying VHS tapes for a little while. Mm. I did start to buy a few DVDs, but I think quickly I kind of. That would probably
1: be sort of two thousand two, two thousand three, when the DVDs. Yeah, were really... I, I remember. I had No Way Out two thousand three on DVD. That was the yeah. one with uh, Evanescence. Oh. Wake you up, I, 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 I can't wake up. Save yeah, me. That was great. Um, yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think I, I owned any. I have WrestleMania twenty still. I've got. Of course, I've WrestleMania seventeen on DVD. Oh lucky bastard. WWF edition, which I bought for one euro in the charity shop. Um cool. in pristine condition. Love that as well. Um all Right, thanks for your email, Enrique. Got a lot of uh lot of stories out of that one. Uh second email is from Scott El Hijo del Macavoy. Uh subject reworking NXT shows and a pick one he says, good evening, Paul. I was rewatching the NXT show War Games. Did you, ever, did you watch that one at the end, Joe? No? No. no. Uh, and I had some of the same problems with it you did. But I wonder, what could they have done to make it better? Would it have worked better if they had released one team member at a time instead of one team at a time, making it more like a team Royal Rumble? Um, yeah, I f- to an extent. The, pro- the problem with the War Games is, at least in its current format, is... Uh, that the, nothing can happen essentially until everybody's in the ring you know if you could have it where it was like an elimination match then maybe that would make the entrances more palatable but then that would mean that the match itself you kind of need to have all the guys in the match for it to be that kind of mayhem you know so if people were being slowly eliminated from it maybe you get down to two people in this huge double ring thing it wouldn't work i kind of feel like nowadays it would just work better as a Essentially, like a three-team hell in the cell. Like, yeah. Do away completely with the random entr- like entrances. Just have the three teams in. Ding, ding, ding. Go. Because in the, in the war games, the the last one there. I mean, the first yeah. fifteen minutes was boring shit, and then once everybody was in, it was great. Um, because it did feel like they were just stalling for time until they could do all their wacky spots with everybody in in the match. So
0: just maybe, maybe have them all in there and then have them be eliminated.
1: Well, that that would be one option. Is either have it like an elimination match, or have it just that's, be. That's what I think. Yeah, that would probably be better. Mm. So if you're doing it, doing it, yeah. I mean, the idea of a team Royal Rumble is an interesting idea, since Scott mentioned this. Yeah, kind of... yeah, I like it. There, there surely is a way that they can kind of incorporate that. Because one thing about the Royal Rumble that is obviously is is loved is the whole surprise of the countdown: who's coming out next. Whereas with the War Games, you, they had like the three three teams in little cages. So it's just like, which one of these is going to be the next one? It's like, well, it doesn't matter because I know that they all have to be in there anyway before anything can happen. You know, with the Royal Rumble, yeah. games, there's constant eliminations and constant new people coming out. So the dynamic of the match is, you know, changing completely. Um, but Team Royal Rumble, that would be interesting. Um, Scott then gives us a... Pick one of three for the week. So again, this is where Scott gives us three actors and we have to essentially choose, were we to only watch the filmography for the rest of our lives of one of these actors, which one would it be? Uh, For me, I think this is one that probably Joe and myself will very quickly agree on. Um, Michael Sarah, Steve Carell, Simon Pegg. I mean gotta be Simon Pegg, doesn't it? I would say Simon Pegg by distance. Get, get, what, give us those again? Uh Michael Serra. <laughs> Steve Carell. Simon <laughs> Simon Pegg. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously Pegg,
0: but let's I'll go just quickly yeah. have a look at the filmography. I mean Carell was that, in the big short, wasn't he? I love the big short. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it that I do love the big shot 4 year old so version.
1: The Office Michael Sarah, Superbad Scott and
0: Perry. yeah that's it really he's
1: done fuck all else uh, Michael Sarah was in um, This is the End which I love uh, shit I <laughs> um, he was in Lego Steve Batman
0: Steve well. also also shit um, Steve Carell it was in Anchorman.
1: Yeah, rubbish. Bruce Almighty. He was in.
0: 40 year old virgin. With sunshine. Knocked up. He was in Foxcatcher. Oh, God, yeah. He played the posh bloke. I like wrestling. It's oh. <laughs> my impression. Uh, big show. Yeah, the d- d- yeah, Peg. Peg. Definitely I mean Peg. Simon
1: Pegg was in
0: Force uh, Awakens. Force Awakens <laughs>
1: which I just spent ten minutes sucking off there today. Yeah. He was also in um the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh the three Star Trek movies, The Box Trolls, which I really enjoyed. Uh Mission Possible, Ghost Protocol, one of the best action movies of the last Decade. He was in the, yep. the uh, Tintin movie, which I loved as well. He was in Paul, which is my name. Uh, the movie, oh yeah! Uh, movie not that good though. Um, Mission Possible, yeah. Nation also good. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was in Grindhouse. He was in. Oh. Uh, he was in the parole oh, officer, which is, is a, a Steve Coogan movie, which I have um, seen uh, ten times probably.
0: 24-hour party
1: people, which is good movie as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah peg
0: kills it. Gotta peg nailed there. it. Peg,
1: Peg, 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 <laughs> Peg. Scott goes on. I have a second one that I'm sending right now in case I don't have a chance to send one next week. Or if because of the holidays you decide that a podcast doesn't fit into the schedule. Well, without giving anything away, um, you won't have a normal podcast next week. So we'll, uh, we'll do it now. Uh, and before I give you the names, Joe, Scott says that the reason I picked these is to see if that you can actually make a decision on it. Right? Have a good weekend. And if I don't have a chance to say so, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you and Natty. So thank you very much, Scott. Um, sure. This is a themed one I'm going to say to you, okay? So okay. when when I tell you the first name, you probably will think you, you know which way you're going to go. But as I say, it is... Uh, it is themed. So you have Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Jim Belushi. Sinbad. Well, Star you know what movie all three of those were in. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Uh, I uh not
1: I got Sinbad in though. <laughs> what, apart from that, Sinbad was What's in uh, Good. He was a villain in Good Burger. Jesus, I, I can't remember. even. I can't
0: even find his. He hasn't even got a filmography on Wikipedia.
1: But he was in Good Burger. I know that much. He was in <laughs> nothing else particularly notable. Um, Jim Belushi is is the the not good Belushi. Um, He was in Trading Places, in fairness.
0: Jim Belushi. Oh, that Belushi.
1: Yeah, the Um, the other Belushi. And then Phil Hartman was in a little show you might have heard of called News Radio. Yeah, that's a good show.
0: I mean, Jim Belushi. He's got a few few decent... uh, He was in Curly Sue. That was good. Last action hero. That's good. I like that
1: one as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh He he did a voice in the English dub of my neighbours the Yamadas, which is a movie that I really like. Oh good. And not the Yamada like Godmother.
0: God. I sa yeah, I mean obviously Sinbad's been in like nothing. I'm not even, I'm flicking through this, this is pathetic. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's have a look at... Uh, who's the other one? Oh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, well... I know Phil Hartman was in Three Amigos. Uh,
1: so that's to his credit. Are we are we omitting The Simpsons from this? Is that... Are we, are oh, yeah, we, it's
0: just... Is we, it just movies? We we're just
1: going to say just movies, yeah. Yeah, I think just movies is fair.
0: Let's have a look. Three Amigos. Oh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
1: Small that's Soldiers he was in. Kiki's delivery uh, service as well. Coneheads. Is...
0: Loaded so Weapon back, One. Uh, is in...
1: Have you ever seen Loaded Weapon? By the way, uh, I have not. No. The National. Art oh, Band. that is a that is a very funny movie. <sighs> Sam Jackson is in that. that really movie. Is.
0: Taking a shit. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, this is tricky. I think I'll have to go with Phil Hartman. I would even Ed- go
1: Hartman yeah. just on the strength of the films. Just edging Belushi.
0: Yeah, I believe she's been in some good films. I, go, I, go,
1: I would go Hartman just based on what I've seen myself that I know to be good. I haven't seen a lot of Jim Belushi, to be fair.
0: I'll, I'll go Hartman based on. Yeah,
1: I'll go Hartman. she
0: as well. okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, good question.
1: Although, Hartman was in The Simpsons and Jim Belushi was in a film called Homer and Eddie. Do you think it's about Homer and that cup? Yeah, that'd be a wacky uh, adventure. Oh, well. Um, so that's all the emails. We got lots of emails this week. so That was very nice. Thank you to everybody who sent Scott and Enrique. And, uh, Anybody else who wants to ever send an email in, please do not hesitate. Uh, so we just got to close out the show. Uh, we're not going to bother. Uh, we, First of all, did not bother me whole to watch Clash of Champions. I'm a <laughs> SmackDown fan, but even I have my limits. Um, I might skip through that over the next couple of days, but I was not exactly in a rush to watch it today. Um, SmackDown I did watch last week. It was all right. Not much to say about it. Um, but we do have two little bits of wrestling news, even if we don't necessarily have any. Uh any reviews for you this week i did yeah. i did get my uh tickets for the february ott show today so um i'm taking a uh, a friend one of my friends is going to go with us Ooh! and he's never been to one so it's his first one so as barry passed it on to me i should pass it on to him um so looking forward to that but as us to the news joe because i feel like you're better equipped for these stories than i am
0: um uh, the news here is the news first of all um apparently there were rumors that the xfl is making a return
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't know i didn't really read the stories like in depth or anything <laughs> Did
1: you just read the headline
0: so i just i've just read the headlines and tweets so i don't know if this is actually true or whether it was just extrapolated from uh events. Apparently, starting a new kind of investment company separate from WWE, um, called Alpha Entertainment. God damn it! Um, which would probably be Vince if uh, if he had to name a tag team. I think they would be called Alpha Entertainment.
1: Yeah,
0: I thought that would be ideal name. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what's, what this is about, but XFL is back. You heard it here first confirmed confirmed um i don't know why because the nfl's ratings have been dropping quite a bit recently as i understand it uh, they were they they were i mean to be fair they were doing huge ratings and they have kind of tailed off a bit so i don't know if it's the ideal time to launch a new uh football-based product maybe mm-hmm. thinks there's a gap in the market for people who uh, only want to watch uh teams made up of white footballers who sing the National Anthem. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Keep an eye, close eye on that one. Maybe he's bringing back the WBF as well. Ooh.
1: I don't know. We can get that gif of him on the chair. Gary Stratum, wow!
0: Um, so that's the big news story of the week. Yeah. But sorry we don't have a lot of information on it, but there you go. This isn't a news podcast plenty of hours to do that
1: yeah go listen to Meltzer um,
0: Say so you know for an hour go listen to Meltzer speaking of Meltzer um, Tom Zenk is dead
1: um, he was a wrestler from <laughs> Tom Zenk is actually an anagram of Dave Meltzer that is true if you
0: actually work that out that is
1: true Um, he's dead
0: he was a wrestler from the 90s well 80s and 90s quite you know well known in for a certain period. He was actually on WrestleWorld 92, the show I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite uh, pay-per-views ever. Had a really good match with Brian Pillman, which, uh, apparently according to Melzer, so he actually uh, put together the match. So that's interesting news. Right. Um, yes, he, he, he's dead. I, I mean, he didn't exactly have a notable career. He's probably someone who most long-term wrestling fans will have at least heard of or be aware of, but... He was Probably the Wrestling
1: Observer Newsletter's Rookie of the Year in 1984. Tied well, with Jushin Liger. I wonder which well, one. Well, there you
0: know. go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, dear. Very much the uh, Marty Jannetty of that Rookie of the Year award. He was uh, a one time uh, NWA slash WCW t- World Television Champion and a one time WCW World Six Man Tag Team Champion uh, with Dustin yeah. Rhodes and Big Josh. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know my reaction when I saw on Twitter that the Z-Man had passed away? Did you think it was someone else? Yeah, I thought it was Zeus. Ah. Uh, Tiny Lister. Yeah. Is he alive? He's still alive. He's still he? alive. That's why I thought he was dead. <laughs> oh, he, well, yeah, obviously. that would... He's all right. Um, he and uh, Tom Zank actually are the same age, so... Oh, well, watch
0: out. <laughs> watch out, to Tommy Lister. <laughs> tiny
1: presum- t- tiny uh, listeners presumably got to catch up with him uh, before too long. Um, yeah, what did you make about this, by the way, in, in the week? Did you see these tweets, um, MMA blokes going, this flippy wrestling is a load of shite?
0: Um, yeah, who okay. I mean, it is, yeah, that clip was shite, to be fair.
1: Yeah, um, Chase Sherman. Uh, tw- was was the the uh, UFC guy <coughs> who tweeted it out originally? Uh, who who even from me as a UFC fan is a is a nobody. He I have a record in front of yeah. me He's won two of his last five fights, and he's oh, been beaten fuck, by yeah. uh, geeks. So he's jabroni. then an uber jabroni geek. jobber
0: total jobber jabroni.
1: Um, I do like though. Again, like Cody Rhodes has to get involved tweeting about it. Everyone's just a little bit t- thin-skinned, don't they? Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, it's a stupid tweet. Why, you know what?
1: Well, I mean, it mean? was it was looking for the attention that it got. That's that's my problem. Yeah, is that yeah. It was it was baiting the Cody Rhodes of the world, and Cody fell right into the trap. You know.
0: Yeah, and this guy's a complete jabroni. So, who cares?
1: <laughs> Precisely. Then Daniel Cormier uh, got involved, and oh god, who cares? it was just a big. Uh, Big dog pile of shit, Big pile of bollocks.
0: So I don't think there's any other news. Um, no,
1: that's basically it for the week, isn't it? We gave them what they yeah. need. We gave the listeners what they need. That's
0: it's not cool. what you wanted, yeah. Okay. It's, this, it's the end of the year. Uh, wrestling's done, probably. Give us a break, would you? Yeah, we're back in January. All hyped up for WrestleMania season.
1: Joel will start watching wrestling again.
0: I'll start watching well, I'm gonna watch Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, so two shows. <laughs> I mean that's like crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, what's,
1: what's SmackDown of a week? What's SmackDown of the week? No. Thank yeah, you. You can watch Tamina and Baron Corbin every week. How about that? I'll tell you what, I've got um
0: I do have access to Sky One via my now TV subscription we so, can watch this
1: week in WWE
0: yeah whatever whatever WWE shows they put on Sky 1 I will watch
1: that okay
0: I don't think I don't
1: think it's on Sky 1 at all anymore I think it's on Sky Sports oh, Arena now. well then I'm not watching anything fuck it right. um
0: well yeah that's about it for this week um thanks for joining us once again hope <laughs> you've had a absolutely wonderful 2017 uh, I know I have I know it's been a brilliant year and hopefully lots more to look forward to in 2018, both on the chair shop podcast and in the lives of your hosts, Paul Barry and myself, Joe The life and buff. of course all of our great fans. Uh, thanks to everyone who emailed in. We really appreciate it. We love chatting to you guys. We hope you enjoy the show. We hope it gives you a couple of hours of escapism in your week when you're commuting or working on God knows what God knows. We all need a little bit of relief now and again, don't we?
1: So there you go. Yeah. Have a good uh, Christmas and that. Back. Have a good have Christmas. A great Christmas. If we're not talking to you before, then have a good Christmas. Um, have a good new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and that. Um, and
0: um, yeah, wishes for 2018. So for me, uh, Tony, it is goodbye. Thank you. Happy New Year. And from Paul. From your boy at Paul
1: Griffin CSP. It's a goodbye for me as well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna do all the blogs. Just they know it by now. You just do the do it Jeremy Paxman style. It's, it's goodbye from University College, uh... It's goodbye
0: from Oxford. <laughs>
1: and it's goodbye from York. Goodbye.
0: goodbye.